Welcome to the Global Recon Podcast. Here are your hosts, John from Global Recon and Mike from Fieldcraft LLC, giving you the matter of facts. Welcome to the Global Recon Podcast. I'm your host, John Hendricks. Uh, the co-host of the show, Mike Glover, was not able to make it on for this episode. Mike has been extremely busy uh, working on several projects at once. Um, Mike is hosting a three-gun survival course on May 21st. There are limited slots available for this course, so t- if you would like to sign up, uh, go to fieldcraftsurvival.com store under training and consulting and reserve your slot. This training course will take place in Ione, California. Uh, once again, that's May 21st. Uh, Mike is also working on a how to get selected for special forces dvd uh, and they cover a wide range of things that you need to know uh, if you would like to make it into a special operations unit uh, that dvd is available for pre-order once again fieldcraftsurvival.com slash store uh, the dvd is twenty dollars if you pre-order it um, and you get a lot of information from that so uh, for this episode, um, I am not in New York City. I'm in Colorado Springs. Uh, I came out here for Two Lamb, the owner of Ronin Tactics. He had his retirement ceremony, and um, it was a very interesting experience to see um, Two's teammates from from the beginning of his career in special operations all the way until the very end. And it was a very cool experience for me, and I've had a great time since I've been out here. So, uh, for this episode, I interviewed two, and we spoke about the different aspects of the philosophies that helped him uh, throughout his career, and then that helped him towards the end of his career, help him get out of that dark space, and kind of set him on his current path of training and um, sharing his life experiences with the world. So... Here's the interview, and I hope you enjoy it. Hey, what's up, guys? Um, I'm back on with Two Lamb from Ronin Tactics, and I'm actually in Colorado Springs right now, and I'm out here. I came out here for Two's retirement ceremony. Uh, Two retired a couple of months ago out of the Army after 22 and a half years, and he had a ceremony a few days ago. It was a, a great experience. Um... And it was very interesting. So, too, uh, it's good to have you back on, man. How's it going? Hey, Johnny. Hey, thanks for uh, for coming out and seeing me in Colorado, man. Yeah, no problem, man. I, I really enjoyed it. Um, it. It was definitely a great experience. Absolutely. So, um, so you know, we'll talk about the ceremony for a second. Um, I, I think it was very interesting that you had... Like your teammates, your special forces brothers uh, that you served with from the very beginning of your special operations career towards more of the the end of your career, and uh, you know different different guys came up to speak and they they spoke about their experiences with you. And uh, one thing I found very interesting was everyone there was like a common theme, and everybody spoke about your character. And um, I thought that was very interesting. And I know that character and, and ethics is, is something that you're very big on. And like the, um, 
you know, it's it's kind of the backbone of your company, and uh, a lot of it has to do with the Eastern philosophy of the the Bushido, you know, the way of the warrior, and um, it, it's very interesting. So, can you tell us a little bit about how you felt and um, and, and just some of the dynamics of of your philosophy? You know, like Bushido. Uh, in my 20s, I didn't really understand too much of Bushi or uh, the way of Budo, which is the way of Budo is it's the study of the military way, military tactics, superior military, uh, you know, uh, the tactics and lethality and, and, and capabilities and stuff like that. I, I never really, I, I guess I never put a word onto it, especially when I, I lived in Japan. Uh, I knew that I was studying a military art, uh, especially in, in special operations, and I studied martial arts, but I never really cared at that stage to define what it was. Uh, it wasn't until later on in life was uh, when I started uh, coming back from the war is when I I was trying to reflect, and it, it was kind of weird uh, in, in the way of Budo, if you break it down in, in Japanese terminology, the Bu means uh, military, the, the study of military tactics and superior military tactics, uh, the study of weaponry, hand-to-hand uh, -hand combat, stuff like that. And, and Do uh, means that uh, the art of enlightenment, uh, a way of understanding. Uh, and, and I think for me is when a warrior uh, becomes a scholar and understanding the two elements uh, Abu and Do um, in, in military uh, and, and how that relates to you and how you correspond with the universe and how you correspond with your place uh, in life and each one of us have a different meaning on on the word Bushido you know, and the word Bu and Do uh, for, for the warriors uh, the study of military tactics you know you, you kind of have to break it in stages of your life. Um, the, the word Bushido means, literally it means in Japanese uh, uh, language, it means the way of the warrior. Uh, it it kind of loosely uh, describes the the samurai warrior, you know, which was the, the knights of Japan. Um, the word Bushido in, in, in the study of Bushido is, you know, in the, um, the 17th century uh, in, uh, in, in Japan uh, is when that they came out with that word Bushido. But it was them trying to describe the 10th century, uh, the, the war stating periods of Japan, uh, when the samurais fought gallantly um, on the battlefield was when they tried to put a word on it. So in the, you know, the 17th centuries when they came back and, and actually defined uh, what the warriors did back in the 10th century. So the 10th century, there was no such word as Bushido, even though they were displaying uh, the loyalty, the, the martial arts, uh, mastery, the, the honor into death. You know, it was into later when they kind of put a word on it. So in, in the study of Bushido, you know, when you, it, it's kind of weird because 
hearing some of my friends that I haven't seen in, you know, over 12 years and hearing them talk about stories that I, I kind of forgot about. And Amanda, you know, I tell you, I missed, I missed a lot of my friends and, and seeing them at my retirement was, uh, it meant a lot to me. But hearing what they said, you know, it made me kind of reflect on my life and how, you know, at a stage in my life, I was, you know, I was kind of hard headed, you know, I wasn't so um, flexible, you know, in my beliefs. Uh, in my 20s, I was more rigid, you know, I was more of, you know, I'm put to the test. Uh, I'm young. This is the way it is. And I'm going to gut through it. And you kind of need that that kind of attitude in your, your younger years. Um, and then it was an into the war period uh, over a decade of war was that I started, um, you know, and fighting in different environments is when I started kind of redefining the beliefs, the being so hard headed in my twenties, but then, you know, redefining the tactics, the way of Budo, uh, and, and that helped shape me in, in combat. And then it was into after the aftermath of combat was when the word, uh, Bushido kind of really came full circle for me. It, it, it kind of, um, balanced me out because, uh, majority of my life has, you know, I dealt with a lot of violence through my whole life, you know, from, uh, from birth and escaping from, you know, from my native country and, 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 uh, and, and then fighting my way, um, in this, you know, new world around new people and, and later on fighting for this, this country that I grew to love and then becoming an American. And, and later on when I, I dealt with the aftermath of war was when I kind of reflected back in, into the whole philosophy and kind of understood a little bit more. And, and tell you the truth, John, it, it helped me out. It helped me come back. So it's interesting to hear you say that. And um, I think this is something that all veterans, combat veterans can kind of take away from. And obviously, you know, you can believe something or you can, you can choose to attempt to learn it or, or, or not, you know? So, uh, one point I want to put emphasis on is so when when you hit the end of your combat career, like where you you were no longer, you know, deploying and fighting, you had a period that was difficult for you. And and I, and I assume that at at some point, most combat veterans have to go like they go through a struggle and. So, so you use the Eastern philosophy of Bushido, which, and and it's interesting that the samurais did this, and this is part of what makes them so famous and recognized throughout history is not 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 only, not only skilled warfighters, and not only were they able to bring, you know, the, the the level of violence up when they needed it to in a conflict, but there were also scholars, there was also serenity, and there was also, you know, a, a a respect, a healthy respect for the arts, you know, um, for for whatever it is on an intelligent level. So, can you just explain the the difference between the two? And and you you kind of brought it up already, where you said that bushido means should mean different things to different people at different stages in their life, and and then to differentiate between 
you know, having that element of serenity and, and respect for human life and that intelligence and appreciation of the arts. But at the same time, if you're deploying and you're going into a combat zone and you're hunting down uh, terrorists, you, you have to be ruthless. You have to be hard and you have to do what you have to do to survive. So can you just kind of explain what some of that was like for you and then explain um, how people ha or how warfighters have to differentiate the two? There's there's so many virtues to Bushido um, and the code of a warrior, but I mean, just, you know, righteousness, uh, courage, respect, serenity, honor, loyalty, self-control. I mean, these are some of the words that come to my mind when it comes to the virtues of, of being a warrior um, and and like courage, you know, courage in combat when when you're facing an enemy and the enemy you trust me the enemy is scared you have a a level of fear yourself you know in fact i i faced more fear before uh actually going into combat like the helicopter ride and you know we're we're doing a half assault helicopter uh assault packet coming in uh you, you have a lot to reflect on you know a lot that you may lose, you know, you kind of hold, want to hold on to this world. But once that helicopter hits the ground or once that, you know, you have your rooftop landing or, and the shots are fired. Um, it's weird because I let go, I let go on my thoughts of holding on to this world. And I fight, I fight like I already died. Um, and if I do die in this, in this, this fight, then I left this world the way a warrior should. I know it's crazy when I when I reflect back is when I think about okay, these are the virtues that that kept warriors alive in the past. Um, you know, honor, you know, honor yourself, honor your unit, honor your teammates. You know, you don't want to let them down. You know, loyalty to to your country and your God. God and and what you believe in your unit uh, self control you know self control is in you know just because you're scared doesn't mean you're going to sling unnecessary rounds towards non combatants you know self control is yeah although you're overcome with fear uh, you put your teammates uh, safety um, before you put your safety you know it's it's almost really outer body experience in, in combat, it's, it's almost a cloudy world when you're engaged in, in actual combat. Your, your clarity is there. The clarity is so clear. Um, uh, even, you know, going to college and everything, you know, you have your moment of clarity when you understand a subject or in life. But when you come to such a, an edge uh, of losing that life, losing your life, is it's a moment of clarity that I can't um, describe unless you've kind of been there. It wasn't too later on in life. It was when, you know, you, you have this, when, when you respect life so much, you, and how can you respect life when you haven't lost it, you know, haven't come close to losing it? You know, it's like a, uh, a person fighting cancer and he wins against cancer. Well, he's going to respect life a whole lot more than a healthy person that just kind of, never had any sickness you know how can you respect life if you haven't came close to losing it 
And that's where later on is when, you know, uh, the balance comes into play is when you reflect back on the way you thought and, and you draw from that. You draw from your life experience and, and how can you take that wisdom and apply it to your daily life now? How can you apply it to your life now? And how can you continue to live the warrior's path um, and make a difference in this world? Because in the end, it's not about just killing. It's never about killing. It's about a race to save humanity. And that's what it was all about in the first place. You know, we didn't go to war. You know, we, we don't go to war just to seek to kill everybody. You know, we go there to seek out the evils and to save humanity. And, and when you reflect back, how are you going to save humanity now that, you know, like for me, now that I'm retired, how am I going to face, you know, the world now and, and make it a better place? Well, I'm going to take the wisdom that I had from my past years and I'm going to apply it to where I am now and I'm going to give back to the soldiers, uh, to the young ones that seek to follow the path I'm going to give them my life experience and let them take that onto the battlefield. And I'm going to give my life experience to the whole of society and, and try to make it better. And in, in return, that saves me. That gives me my serenity and my peace. So um, when I look at other veterans, if they kind of fall under, you know, even if they don't believe in, you know, Eastern philosophy or Bushido or, but look at some kind of warrior virtue, man, you know, look at the Spartans that, that, you know, walked upon the battle of Thanopolis and fought against defying odds. Think about the Knights of the Tempers. Every, every warrior class had, you know, these virtues, regardless if you want to label it Eastern or Western philosophy. And, and I, I read the book, um, the where within, you know, it talks about the life of Bruce Lee. And one of the transcripts that came out of there uh, that meant a lot to me was a bird in flight doesn't know the difference between East or West. And that's, that defines in racism, that defines in our philosophies uh, in life, um, you know, different ways of thinking, you know, you shouldn't be so defined on, on one thing in life. You know, you should be free-floating and open-minded and take elements that are going to help you out and your interpretation of things. So that's that's what helped me out, John, throughout my phases of my, my career. So, too, uh, it was pretty interesting um, attending your retirement ceremony. And then, uh, for obviously not everyone was there, but so basically what it was was whose teammates were getting up and were speaking and they were sharing some of their experiences with two a lot a lot of guys were talking specifically about the first time they met two and then they would go on to say how uh something he's done that that helped them tremendously in their life or through their rough times and then there were even civilians who got up who had trained with two and um have worked with him in some capacity who just spoke about how the his approach and his methodology has pushed them to become better human beings aside from just, you know, trying to excel in their professional, whatever it is they're trying to do. And I thought that was very interesting and it kind of 
to me, it, it kind of hit me to why you chose the name Ronin. And and then having your, your tactical training company, Ronin Tactics, um, has that helped you in a way in, in making your transition specifically with your company uh, of getting out of combat and now being a civilian? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, Ronin, um, I mean, the name Ronin, everybody kind of knows that Ronin means the master samurai, but it, uh, you know, I don't get so confined to a word, you know, a Ronin to me, um, is an evolution, you know, it's an evolution of, for me as a warrior, uh, now it, it means that I'm masterless, that, you know, I have served a higher cause, um, and then now I am my, my own master. I will find my own way. And in the process of finding my way is, is kind of reinventing myself. And um, what hasn't changed is the virtues that, that made me aware in the first place, you know, the, the characteristics that allow me to survive on the battlefield. So in the process of redefining myself, uh, I realized that, I, I can't change in certain aspects. I want to still contribute to society um, and make this world a better place. So I, I, I became, in the process of me coming Ronin masterless, I choose now to, to kind of give back, right? To give back to the world uh, in my beliefs. And, and I tell you, man, it, it meant a lot to me that, you know, my, my teammates came and, uh, it was great seeing them. I haven't seen some of my friends in, in a very long time. And, you know, we we fought the war in different fronts and, you know, catching up with them and, and hearing the stories and how great of a time we used to have. But then in the end, when, when one of my students got up and, and spoke how, you know, I changed his life and how emotional he got, you know, and and how he it made him want to be better. It kind of um, made me realize that you know I'm I'm giving back to the world in 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 a different way. What made me successful in life, I can take those virtues and give back to you know he doesn't have to be in the military. He can take those virtues and apply to his life and make himself better. You know and the virtues of war can apply to anybody. You know, you don't have to be just a warrior. You can take that as an entrepreneur, as a college student, as a doctor or whatever, and apply that and and become very successful uh, at it. But in your your question is that has Ronin helped me? Yeah, absolutely helped me, but not Ronin tactics, but rather the the audience the people um their drive to be better that's what makes me better that's what makes me want to do what i do more than anything else is that you know i'm able to possibly influence people uh for the better so yes it has helped me tremendously and um the way of Bushido is to seek perfection in everything you do. So when you take whatever life lessons that's thrown at you, you learn from it, then that's the process of continuous growth, right? Because we never 
stop growing, we we always continue to grow. Um, so with with that said, you know, even though I had majority of my warriors, you know, now that I have my warriors behind me, it doesn't mean I stop growing. I still grow as a human being. It's just a different path. I I think the hardest thing for me um, now that I am out of the military is that um, seeing my brothers, you know, knowing that some of them are, are leaving pretty soon. And did I do everything I could do, you know, while I was in my military years? Did, did I spend enough time with my friends that it's going down range because life is so precious? You know, and one of the life lessons that I learned was that um, there was a guy in my former unit that when I was in Iraq, and this is a story of how precious life is and how you sh should never take for granted your, your teammates and your friends, um, your, your time with them. So back in 2006, uh, we were in Iraq, and that was during the height of the war. So although our rotations were pretty uh, short, but we were, hitting up a, we were hitting up to three to four targets a night, and we were pretty exhausted. So after, the, after our rotation, there was another, it's called a rip, um, another, you know, element would move in your element would move in and and pretty much do a handover um well one of my friends that was in first special forces group with me started working in my last assignment and he wanted nothing more than to spend time with me we haven't really got to see each other too much because he was going through training in this new unit and I tell you, man, I was just really burned out. I was burned out in the rotation. I was really tired. And I didn't feel like I wanted to really spend too much time with him. Well, after him asking me, hey, to come on, man, let's let's go eat dinner together. I'm like, Jesus Christ, I have, you know, literally five hours before I have to load the aircraft. Uh, and, and I had some much to do but you know I made time with him I grabbed a cup of coffee and and really he wanted to speak but my mind was on something else just going home I was tired and you know I didn't really spend too much time during that conversation but I didn't realize that was going to be our last conversation because he died of ID during that rotation and, and I tell you what, man, you know, um, these are the life lessons. These are the life hard lessons that, you know, I personally learned. And, you know, if I could take these life lessons and kind of learn from it, but really understand it. And that's where my study of, you know, the philosophy and, and, and trying to achieve that state of enlightenment after the war is that reflecting back on things. If I could take those life lessons and give it back to the world and and give them, you know, a snapshot of the hardships, then, you know, they can become better from it. And that's where kind of Ronin uh, is going. That's where it's moving. It's not, yeah, we, we study in the art of Budo, which is military tactics. And, and I'm able to give the 
the violent aspects of a warrior, but it goes deeper than that too. It, it teaches them the way, the way of kindness and humanity. Um, and, you know, and I hear a lot, a lot about like, you know, today's beliefs and, and how people um, feel a certain way towards different races. And, you know, taking the life lessons for me when I'm growing up and having to deal with, you know, racism and, and dealing with um, not being accepted because, you know, I was different. But looking at today's society and, you know, people are stereotyping a, a certain race because we've been fighting a certain war. And I tell you, man, you know, people are people and there are kind people and they are evil, you know, and you can't stereotype people off of a race and a, a religion or whatnot. You know, you have to accept people, not accept violence, you know, and being, you know, and the extremists, but accept people, you know, and, and treat people right in this world and Fight for for what we believe in, you know. Fight for humanity because it is is a race to save the human race. You know, I I kind of spoke to you earlier about this, John. Was that uh, the human race? You know, it's it's evil, man. You know, we our abilities to think, but we take that ability to think, and we, you know, we make weapons of mass destruction. We you know, we we build weapons of war and stuff like that. Although war is a necessity of life, it's always been since day one. You know, you think back to, you know, you read about, you know, the caveman days. People fought for terrain and fought for food. And, I mean, through history, we fought over stupid things as spices and coffee. And, I mean, so the human race was breeded for war. We always going to be at war. But do not stereotype, do not, you know, say that this person is this race and he doesn't deserve to be accepted into society because he's this race. Um, that's primitive. That's a primitive way of thinking, you know. And and I tell you, I, I, I dealt with it the majority of my life. And if I can change that, you know, people have fought for civil rights movements and, you know, throughout their whole lives. Uh, in fact, I was there during uh, Mandela's uh, death. And and I tell you, it, it was uh, the world lost a, a great human being because he fought for the civil rights movement and, and fought for to be accepted. And, and I kind of look over the news today and I find that the world itself is, uh, is still stuck in this primitive way of thinking, you know, um, where they're still judging people off the their skin color or their their prejudice towards a certain race of people and saying that they shouldn't be in the military or they shouldn't have the right to be when it, it shouldn't be like that, you know. Because if that was the case, me being a refugee of the Vietnam War, who later on had fought over a decade of war for this country, I would have never came here because, and I would have never get to become an American or defend the American way uh, if it was for that British way of thinking. And if it wasn't for that 
if it was for that prejudiced way of thinking, America wouldn't be where it is today because we are a group of different a heritage, different race thrown into this country to make it a better place, you know, to that's what makes America unique. So, um, and that's where the path of running for me is, it's to, to, to raise awareness, to help my, my fellow veterans get over the hardships because I understand, I understand like, you know, the realities of war. And I also, um, want to give my life lessons about different things too, like racism, war, the art of uh, fighting and everything else. But, you know, do it in a aware and, you know, the virtues uh, and stay to the virtues of the warrior's code. Hey, too. So just to kind of sum up uh, the message you're getting across is you've taken and used the Eastern philosophy at different stages of your life. And you've used it to help get you out of your dark place and, and kind of to bring you back to the serenity because uh, this is something that, you know, we, we were discussing earlier today off the air that, you know, like you, you were saying that you needed some kind of serenity. You needed some kind of peace uh, throughout after your long career of fighting wars and training for wars and, and, and running hard for so long. And then obviously I agree, but even even for the average civilian, you know, just the the, the stress of the daily grind of, of going to work or, or you know, working a job you don't want to work and just doing what you have to do to, to survive and provide for your family, you still need that serenity. And I know like I said, even more so for, for war fighters because obviously it's a it's a harder job, it's a more dangerous job, it's a more stressful job. Um, so, you know, just to recap what Tu said for the younger warfighters, for people who are going into the military, or for the guys who are just past selection and they're getting assigned to their units, wherever it is and whatever branch you're in, um, you you want to use these principles of bushido, but at the same time. You have to do what you have to do to accomplish the mission. You have to do what you have to do to survive and to come home. Uh, and, and even if that means being very harsh, making harsh decisions and, and uh, eliminating your enemy, you know, in, in the midst of a, a gunfight or whatever it is. So uh, the, the, the philosophy of Bushido means different things and it should mean different things to different people at different stages of their life. So obviously, uh, two is very um, inspirational to people, and um, a lot of people admire not not because of some false narrative or because of you know whatever it is. It, it's more because of the the code of ethics and the the method of approach and and that sort of thing. So, um, two, I, I I really appreciate. Um, you coming on the podcast again and you know i had a really good time at your retirement ceremony obviously i'm enjoying myself out here in colorado springs and uh once again i just want to thank you for your service and everything you've done for this country and uh, you know thanks for coming on again oh you're welcome john and you know like i said thank you for coming out 
you know, such a monumental moment in my life and being a part of it. And, you know, I, I appreciate everything you guys do um, uh, for the podcast and, and how you're spreading information uh, to the world. So that's it for this week's episode. Um, I really enjoyed Colorado Springs. Uh, I'll be back in New York in a couple of days. And um, we have some great episodes planned. Um, so Mike Glover's website is fieldcraftsurvival.com. His Facebook is Fieldcraft LLC. He has two Instagram accounts. The first one is Soft Survivor. That's SOF Survivor. The second one is Fieldcraft Survival, and his Twitter handle is IG Soft Survivor. You can catch Two Lamb on his website at ronintactics.com. His Facebook is Ronin Tactics, and his Instagram is Ronin Tactics. My website is globalrecon.net. My Facebook is FB Recon, and I have two Instagram accounts as well. The first one is IG Recon, the second one is Global Recon underscore Inc. And my Twitter is also IG Recon. If you have any questions about anything you've heard on the show, send an email to podcast at globalrecon.net. And as always, um, I'll, I'd like to encourage you to comment, subscribe, and download on iTunes. That way uh, we can stay at the top of the charts on the national and government categories. If you do not have Apple, you can access the episodes on SoundCloud. Just search Global Recon Podcast. All right, we'll see you guys in a couple of days. Peace.